You're listening to The Whatcom Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce program in partnership with KGMI. You're listening to The Whatcom Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber program in partnership with KGMI. I'm your host, Gina Stark, with the Port of Bellingham, your second comic partner. You know, art is more than just something pretty to put on your wall or something that you put on your table. Or an, or an old historic piece you learn about in art history class. So that is very important. Art and the art community is a vital part of our economy. We make up the fabric of our creative economy. Art makes up the fabric of our community in so many forms, be it on canvas, pottery, jewelry, photography, song, dance, food, film, or words. It tells the story of our various cultures of where we come from and where we're going. As a community, we also look to nourish our future artists. Today, we're going to talk about all that art brings to our community and economy. We will also learn about one particular organization, the Allied Arts of Whatcom County, to provide space, opportunity, and nurturing for our arts community so they can thrive in our creative economy. And to help me with this conversation is an amazing person and friend, Kelly Hart, is the executive director of Allied Arts. So get ready to put on our creative hats, release your inner artist, and grab a cup of coffee or tea. Come on, send in for a great conversation. What he's saying is we have to do the right things every day to earn happy customers. Customer service is something you have to work on daily. This is not something you gather up every quarter or every six months. It requires a lot of intention, energy. Well, the goal is to do that, treat everybody like a millionaire. I hold my employees accountable to a different level, and we still fall short. I fall short. It's, it's hard. It's hard to maintain a, a really solid, good customer service, but um, that's something that we have taken on ourselves, and we're not going to change that because if something comes out of our hearts, we, we enjoy taking care of people and enjoy doing the right things. In my heart, I feel that you have to do the right things, regardless. If they sound good, don't sound good, they look good, don't look good. You still have to do the right things so you can go to sleep at night and feel like you've done well. Xavier's Bellingham Nissan. We take care of our customers. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury in Bellingham. Did you know that the Volunteer Center of Whatcom County helps mobilize volunteers to help transform our community? If you're a community member looking to make a difference, contact the Volunteer Center of Whatcom County, a program of the Opportunity Council. Volunteers help extend the resources and successes of hundreds of local nonprofits in Bellingham and the county. You can make a difference. Contact the Volunteer Center of Whatcom County today. Learn more at oppco.org. That's oppco.org. Dedicated to service, brought to you by Neater House of Luxury. Go see why they were voted best jewelry store in the Northwest. You'll find a beautiful selection of GIA certified and lab-grown diamonds, plus unique custom designs with an in-house jeweler. Find them at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, next to Lombardi's Back Patio. Welcome back. You're listening to the Walk and Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber program in partnership with KGMI. And I'm your host, Gina Stark. And this morning, we have Kelly Hart, who's the Executive Director of the Allied Arts of Whatcom County. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? Good morning. Nice to see you. We're hearing nice. you. <laughs> we'll see you. Um, yes, listeners. And we can see each other. You can only hear us. Um, but... It's just so nice to have uh, Kelly with us today, and um, we're going to be talking all things art, and you know that art is really is an important part of our economy, and I don't think that people really realize that, and that your organization is just an integral part of our arts community here in Whatcom County. Um, but before I get ahead of myself, I'm not going to assume that our listeners know about Allied Arts of Whatcom County. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about the history of Allied Arts? Well, sure. We've got um, a long history, much longer than I've been here, but I've been here 15 years. So <laughs> that's oh pretty God. amazing. Uh, but it's a, a 44-year-old organization. It was founded by artists and arts enthusiasts who um, wanted to do 
uh, more arts programming. Um, one of the first programs we took on was um, our holiday festival, the arts, which we just celebrated our um, our 44th year of. Um, but we do all sorts of different things that tie in with the arts. Our mission is very broad in that we are serving not only the artists, but also the patrons of the arts and also um, helping to promote education um, of the art, of using arts as um, education tool as well as arts for art's sake. That's awesome. And, um, and I also wanted to um, say uh, congratulations because you guys won the Governor Arts Award for unifying the community through the arts, which is pretty awesome. Like, yeah. Well, let's really quickly, how did that come about? Because, I mean, it's um, a deal. <laughs> well, it was a huge honor. Um, and actually, one of our um, board members, Mary Vermillion, um, nominated us. Um, we uh, sat down and um, had a big our annual strategic planning um, meeting and things. And we're talking about the fact that we are really shifting um, what we do towards focusing on our underserved communities and celebrating um, the diverse cultures of our communities um, through their arts, be it their um, their music, through their uh, visual arts, the food, um, those sorts of things. And um, this opportunity came up for nominations and um, she nominated us. So that was super exciting. She felt strongly that this was what we were doing and it had to have three different um, letters of recommendation. And um, it was quite an honor. The, different recommendations we got from um, from some of the leading people, officials in the community and stuff. But um, it's pretty amazing. We have about a dozen different programs that we do directly and then our partnerships and things and to realize um, you know how much they are tying in and um, helping to serve our underserved communities especially is um, pretty exciting. Yeah, that is really exciting because, yeah, like I know that we were talking about it in that you were changing a, your, a bit of the focus of allied arts to as it pertains to, you know, the cultures and opportunities of our underserved community. And I, and I think you guys were already doing that, but just really elevating that even more, I think, is um, so, so exciting. And, um, and, and listeners, if, if you haven't already guessed, I'm a big fan. So <laughs> I feel like I'm already talking to another superstar. Um, and then uh, next, uh, I wanted to um, talk just a, a little bit um, about um, this great project. And it culminates two of my favorite things together, which is arts and, and reading. And, and so can you um, tell us a little about the Wacom Reads Challenge, which starts um, in March, I believe? Yes, yes. No, I'm super excited about that. Um, uh, one of my favorite parts of my job is the different um, collaborations and partnerships that we do. And we do um, partnerships with every government department, or not every department, but every entity, as well as um, the colleges and the schools. And um, uh, this is a really fun one that we do with the um, Whatcom Library um, system and uh, it's in tying in with their Whatcom Reads um, book that they choose each year, which this year it is a um, book called um, Red Paint that um, we do an art challenge that ties in with that. And um, this year uh, the challenge, the book tends to focus on the life and legacy of the author. It's an autobiography um, and um, that we're having people create artwork that ties in with their own legacies um, and things. And then we're also doing a class here at the gallery in our thrift art supply thrift store. Um, it's gonna be led by Rachel Simpson. It's gonna be next, not this coming Saturday, but following Saturday on the, um, the 9th, of, or I'm sorry, the, it's gonna be Friday the um, 9th of February. And she's doing a class on making collages that depict your, help to depict your legacy and things like that. Wow, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome being able to depict your legacy. I don't know if I, if I thought about it, what, what my legacy would what, be. So. <laughs> what would your family be? What were, you know, where, where's your background? Where, where are you from? That sort of thing. Um, but uh, it's really fun because we tie it in in March um, with um, the author comes to uh, present and there's a lot of other things that Whatcom Reads schedules um, that goes around along with all of it. And um, one of the kudos for the artists, though, is that they get to do a walkthrough in the gallery. Um, they have the regular opening at the beginning of the month, but um, when the artist comes or the author comes to visit, 
they walk through with the artist, they get a private walkthrough with just the um, author and um, get to show them their work and talk about it and things. And that's like one of my favorite things each year that we get to do um, to get have these you know renowned authors here. Like um, a couple of years ago, it was Tim Egan who wrote The Big Burn. And he was dumbfounded when he walked in the door. He's like, nobody has ever done this before for my books. They've written poems and things, but never created art. And um, like with that book, it was so focused on, um, it was focused on on the fire in Northern Idaho back um, in the 1800s. And it, uh, a lot of the people included things that were personal, that their grandparents had lived there or had been, tied in or that their parents had been involved in logging here in Puget Sound region, that sort of thing. And um, they all just had these personal stories and he just found it just so endearing and things. And he even mentioned it in his big public presentation at Mount Baker Theater. So that was exciting. It was cool. So I'm looking forward to this year. I think it'll be really fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too, just to see what people um, come up with and um, visualize. And it's, I think it's to me what was really fascinating is being inspired by your art being inspired by somebody else's art, you know, because you always think of it as, you know, literature is a type of art form, you know, um, to me, you know, because when I read, I visualize. And so it's it's that type of an art. And so having somebody else take that and visualize off of it, it's it's gonna be fascinating. And um, and so, um, and people can find more information about this on the website. Yes. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Right. AlliedArts.org. AlliedArts.org. Be careful, listeners. If, if you didn't catch it this time, we're going to mention it a couple other times. There's a couple more things that, that we'll be um, bringing, bringing up that um, will be mentioned on the website. So, and with that, um, we're going to take a quick break. So take this opportunity to um, refill your coffee or your tea and we will be right Pack your bags. It's time for fun in the sun with Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway. Any Barron purchase now through February 29th enters you for a chance to win. Whether it's a new comfort system, maintenance, or a tankless water heater, you could win a trip for four. Cabo, Hawaii, or cruising the Pacific. Picture yourself soaking up the rays with Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway. And that's not all. Save up to $7,000 on an energy-efficient Daikin Fit Enhanced Heat Pump, providing year-round comfort that both heats and cools. Plus, it qualifies for the 25C tax credit. Or choose same-as-cash financing. Install today and pay nothing until next year. Every Barron purchase could be your ticket to a dream destination in Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway all February. And Barron's Silver Shield members get 10 extra entries. Not a member? Sign up today. Don't wait for that ship to sail. Call now. Barron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BarronHeating.com for details. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. If you're looking for a new couch, you could cut down on expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Because you know you've had this couch for too long. Sure, you've had good times together, but a ripped-up cushion is not a fond memory. It's a sign. Notice how other people have couches with two armrests. Now that's living, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new couch. Please, it's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Not available in all states. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. You're listening to the Welcome Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber program in partnership with KGMI. And I'm your host this morning, Gina Stark, and I'm joined with Kelly Hart, who is the Executive Director of Allied Arts of Whatcom County. And um, we are talking about the importance of arts to our communities and to our economy. And uh, we just got done speaking about this wonderful program um, that 
uh, Allied Arts is doing, and that was the Wacom Read Wacom Reads Challenge. That was easy for me to say, wasn't it, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a very quick recap, can you tell our listeners who just joined us what the Wacom Reads Challenge is? Um, the Wacom Reads Art Challenge is a um, tied in with the Wacom Reads program that the Wacom um, Library Systems puts on each year, and it's a um, challenge to create artwork that ties in with um, the book and the theme um, for the year. And this year, the book is Red Paint, and um, the challenge is to create a piece of artwork that ties in with your own personal legacy or history, family history, family identity, that sort of thing. Um, and people can create those pieces of work and then bring them in um, the Tuesday before um, the first Friday art walk, and um, which would be drop off of the work on the 27th of February. And the art walk starts on the 1st of March um, for first Friday. And anybody can have a piece of artwork in the exhibit. That's, that is great. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I'm going to switch to um, another amazing event that you guys have coming up, and that's the Wacom Cultural Arts Festival. And I think to me, what um, makes this unique and open to so many participants is that it's not just one um, may think of as traditional art, you know, um, as photography, but it includes food in dance and storytelling and you know so it just broadens up and I think really helps many again like I said earlier about education and diversification of what art is and so can you talk a bit about the event and and all the wonderful things about this sure sure yeah no it's um one of my favorite festivals we have three different festivals a year and um this one started about 10 years ago or so and with the idea that we had so many great cultural activities going on and artists representing various cultures throughout the county, um, and yet people didn't know about it. And so like we have the Hawaii Ohana Festival and we have the Scottish Rites Festival and things. And sometimes, you know, people not knowing a lot about that culture may not feel well, uh, uh, open to going to some, something like that, but this is an opportunity for them to get to learn about it in a group setting with lots of stuff going on so they can learn a little bit and know that there's lots of different things that, that those organizations do throughout the year um, and, you know, get more involved as well as um, the artists and learning about their work. And, you know, that we do have, we have an amazing group of artists representing all sorts of cultures. I think, you know, part of it is our living between um, two major international cities of Seattle and Vancouver that, um, more and more we're becoming a real melting pot of different um, types of um, influences and things. And so um, it's been really exciting. So we started about 10 years ago. Um, originally we were doing it in June at, at the Village Green and tied it in with the Fairhaven Art Walk and things. However, it, we realized real quickly that, um, that there's over a dozen different um, cultural groups up on Western campus alone, and they were all off on summer vacation. <laughs> Didn't that summer vacation while the students weekend? The artisans were all gone at Stomish and busy with that and things. And it's like, well, <laughs> nobody wants to come to our party. Uh, so um, we started chatting and chatting with our wonderful partners, the Port of Bellingham, about options at the ferry terminal. And um, we're so thrilled to be working with you guys on this one. Um, that um, We're doing it at a time. Um, that's kind of off season, which is um, good as far as tourism, helping bring in people to get them to come learn about our programs and our different um, opportunities up here. Uh, that we do it for three days in March, or yeah, in March, it's the 17th, or 15th through the 17th of March, and um, it takes place at the be beautiful Bellingham Cruise Terminal. And um, there. <laughs> yeah, we've got music going on all three days and food uh, from all over the world. And we've got uh, all kinds of different booths. We have artisan booths, um, vendor booths, uh, food booths, uh, selling you know packaged items, that sort of thing. We also have um, uh, kids art activities where they get to do things that have a uh, some sort of a cultural theme to them. Um, so yeah, all kinds of different things going on, but it's been a really neat way to open doors and start conversations and, um, 
introduced people to our programs as allied arts programs, as well as all of these other groups. Last year, I think we had about 35 different booths. Um, and so it was really a neat opportunity for people to learn, come and learn. And, um, and even the vendors really love meeting each other and getting to understand how, you know, how this artist was doing their Japanese calligraphy um, is a similar technique to, you know, some other, I can't come up with another example right now. <laughs> the differences between types of calligraphy from different cultures, right. that sort of thing. Right, right. Yeah, and I and I and I love that is you know people just kind of think of this as a you know as a festival, but you know again as we talk about the the creative economy, you know each one of those booths, what people don't realize is an individual business. These are these are business owners, and when you go to that booth and you purchase something, you're purchasing something from a small business owner which I think is really important because again, that feeds into our economy. And, and this is again, why I just really appreciate allied arts because you're giving them that space and that opportunity um, to, to do that. And so, you know, again, listeners, this is why I really wanted to um, bring this to you. So when you go to this event, and again, I'm going to have Kelly reiterate when it is, because I want you to go to this event. It's, it's going to be fantastic. Did you hear there's food, there's dancing. Um, but also to um, that great collaboration between artists, um, you know, when you see and you drive around um, uh, Bellingham or when you go up North State Street, you see that beautiful mirror. That was collaboration between artists. And I think that's just really um, is amazing how they just feed into our economy and to our tourism as well. It's a big tourist draw, which feeds right Kelly into into our e e economy. Um, I mean, can you share with our customers, uh, not an exact number, but an estimation of how many people at, at, attend this attend this festival? Like, how big is it? Well, with the cultural festival, you know, COVID has made some major changes with that. Fortunately, we <laughs> had the first year we were at the cruise terminal was in 2020, and it was the week before everything shut down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're all sitting around there talking about things. It's like, well. We're hearing that we may need to wear masks soon. Little did we know. <laughs> but right. it was the next week. Uh, but um, yeah, we usually have a couple thousand people come through. So that's pretty exciting. But like I said, we have about 35 booths that fit upstairs. Um, and then we have um, usually it's about five or six. We haven't completely set the schedule yet because we're still taking applications. Applications are due until uh, February 9th. Um, okay. for it. And so um, we have ongoing performances throughout. And so it really depends, you know, as far as how many participants we have, you know, we've had um, various different dance groups and choral groups. So that's a lot of people versus solo performers. And so um, it really varies. Um, so about 5,000. But, um, you know, one of the ones that we use as our pre um, set for what ideally is going to happen the upcoming year, which um usually tends to be pretty spot on is our holiday festival as far as economic predictions for the arts in the community. And um, we had our, we just wrapped that up. It was our five week festival that we do in December. And you want me to talk a little bit about that? And, Cause that I do have some numbers for it. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Actually, let's let us take a quick break. And when we come right. back, let's learn about the holiday festival and just how amazing it is in these festivals and just what they bring to our community and to our economy. So um, again, let's fill those coffee cups and those tea cups and we will be right back. You've earned your retirement and you're ready to fully embrace it. So why not do it with style at Meadow Greens Retirement? You'll enjoy active, independent living with amenities like the library lounge, wellness program, and expansive social calendar. Indulge in three daily meals made from scratch, get pampered at the on-site salon, and join in for Friday night socials. Meadow Greens is active retirement, the only locally owned retirement facility in the county with one and two bedroom apartments with full kitchens offering the freedom of eating in or enjoying a meal at the Outward Nine or the Duck Hook Bistro. Meadow Greens can also be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. Hi, I'm Josh Howe, director here at Meadow Greens. I'd like to personally invite you to come to our community. I look forward to showing you all that we have to offer. Call Meadow Greens today to arrange a private tour at 354-8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener in Meadow Greens. Oops. 
Psst, hey, psst, hey, you. No, uh, no, it's not you. It's me, the radio. Turn me up. You need to hear this. Looking for new furniture or a new mattress? Box Drop is the spot. Box Drop always offers 30 to 80% off retail prices on brand new furniture and mattresses with easy financing available. Stop by in Sequoia Drive off Cordata Parkway or find Box Drop Bellingham on social media. Comfort and style await at Box Drop Bellingham. Delivery available. Every day, KGMI brings you the latest news and information. And we also give you a chance to express your opinion on a major news story of the day. Go to MyBellinghamNow.com anytime and take part in our daily news poll to see what others are thinking and add your voice. We'll have an update during the KGMI afternoon news and we'll give you a final tally and a new question each day during the KGMI morning news. Be part of the conversation with the KGMI daily news poll. Another informative and free feature from KGMI and MyBellinghamNow.com. What the... The hardwood, the carpeting, everything's soaked. The pipes must have burst. We better call Swans. If you have water damage, call Swans Clean Care and Restoration first. They work with all major insurance companies, and their new infrared thermal imaging technology enables them to detect hidden problems before they cause more damage. Swans is the water damage experts. They even offer ceiling drying for roof leaks. So call Swans today or visit them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and mybellinghamnow.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Welcome Report, the Bellingham Regional Chamber Program in partnership with KGMI. I'm your host, Gina Stark, and I'm joined this morning with Kelly Hart, who is the Executive Director of Allied Arts of Washington County. And we've been talking about um, art and how important it is in the creative economy, as we call it, is important to our community. But again, as it's called the creative economy, to our economy. And we were just talking um, about the upcoming festivals um, that Ally Art is hosting. And really, um, they're more than just when, as a patron, you just walk in, you see these booths and the food, but really um, how they, the various bits and pieces feed into our economy. And um, Kelly, um, before we went into the break, we're actually just gonna talk about the, the Christmas festival that you just, just had. And um, again, how the various bits and pieces feed into our community, but also into our economy. And maybe in a way that even our, our um, legislate, or legislators, <laughs> are, yeah, maybe them too, because they're important. We're gonna talk about funding later that um, our, our listeners might not know. So yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, they shop at the Holiday Festival too, by the way. Yeah, I know a few of them and I know that they do <laughs> because I've seen pictures. <laughs> We've been doing the Holiday Festival of the Arts for um, 44 years now. It was one of the reasons we were founded. And uh, this year we had over 132 booths. And the festival was five weeks long. It starts the week before Thanksgiving, the Friday before Thanksgiving, and runs through uh, the 24th of December. And um, we uh, sold over 21,000 items made by local vendors. Um, we have art, food, all sorts of different things. Um, it's all juried in. Um, and then, um, and that totaled, um, approximately $350,000. Wow. So my favorite thing of the whole year is right as soon as the festival closes, I get to, uh, my poor bookkeeper has to scramble and tally it all up and print out the checks, but I get to sign them all. And yeah, 70% of the proceeds, um, the sales proceeds go directly back to the artists. And, you know, they're putting it back into the community as far as buying their supplies and, you know, paying for the parking to park at the festival and, you know, all the different things that they're doing up here going back into the restaurants. But, um, you know, also the people, all the people that are attending. And we figure we get probably close to about 10,000 people coming through the festival and their families are coming and they come. It's interesting because they come repeated times. How many times did you go, Gina? 
<laughs> yeah, right. Multiple times. Multiple times. Very few yeah. people just go once that they come and they'll come and they'll walk through because there's so much to see and they'll walk through and they'll buy a few things that need to be mailed, that sort of thing, and get some ideas. And they'll come back and they'll buy the main presents and um, yeah, and then all the way down to the scram- scramblers on the last day, the husband's trying to get the last minute thing for the wife that she's been nagging him and she really wants the necklace. But also, you know, people coming in, go, oh, I forgot I used up all my hazelnuts. I got to get more hazelnuts for January or I need to want to stock up on soaps or um, those sorts of things. So it's pretty amazing. But yeah, the number of people doing that as well as eating in the local restaurants and things when they come to go uh, go to the festival and event. Well, yeah, because I know I always, you know, make a make a day of it because usually a lot of times and I, I know listeners, you might be like me or you have to go through the whole thing and then you pick out your certain things. But then you have to go eat lunch and then you got to think about it and then you go back through, <laughs> you know, and you make and you make your purchase. And it's like one for the kiddos, one for me, one for Aunt Susie, one for <laughs> So yeah, and, I, and and so that's just great to 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 point out again. Um, I love the the numbers because that's not an insignificant amount of of money that then goes back into again our our economy, you know. And so you look at that painting or that pair of earrings, um, which by the way are one of a kind. You'll never find another person wearing those pair of earrings uh, again. So I think that that's um, really, really important. Um, and so thinking about that, I want to shift a little bit because one of the things that has been so challenging, um, is to ensure proper investment for our arts. Um, and, um, we are in the legislative session right, right now. Um, and how do you kind of see the, the state of art, of art funding right, right now? Um, yeah, I was kind of, I'll, I'll leave it at that first and then kind of see where our, our conversation goes. I first want to get your initial thoughts on that. <laughs> That's a big question. Uh, yes, I am fortunate to get to serve on Inspired Wa, which is the arts, heritage, and science advocacy group for the state. And um, so we're just getting geared up. We're going to be going to Olympia next week to meet Ooh. with our legislators and things on all that. So we've been working on, on the talking points right now. Um, but it's um, getting better which is nice to see. Um, we were um, way down on the list as far as um, support of the arts for Washington State, believe it or not, even though we are so art rich. Um, as far as the uh, state funding, um, we've gotten very little over the years. I don't know the exact level we're at, but for a while we were at like 24th, which is not good. No. Um, and so um, we, uh, with COVID, they realized that um, the arts and music venues and performing venues and things um, were some of the first to have to get shut down because we couldn't have large groups of people and um, the last to open. And we're all still trying to get our numbers back. And just as an example, the holiday festival tends to be a pretty good um, barometer for what's going to happen the next upcoming year since it closes on the 24th of, the, of December. Um, and this year we were 5% up from last year, but we're still 20, that still has us 20% down from pre-COVID numbers as far as income and things. And um, from what I'm hearing, most of the other organizations are very similar to that. Um, and so um, any assistance that we can get is um, much appreciated to try to keep the doors open because we're all really trying to keep the caliber of work up um, of what everybody expects, um, be it us or Mount Baker or theater or um, whatever. But, um, you know, not having people quite feeling comp- as confident as they did to come in and, and experience our events, be it our performances or our um, exhibits and things, um, our attendance at art walks and things are, like that is not up to what it should be. So um, the state has been good about bringing things in and um, bringing funding in. And the State Arts Commission has been working with Department of Commerce, which I know you're involved with, Gina, too, yes. on the creative economy and trying to come up with some ways to help um, secure funding to help um, keep us moving forward and, and, and thrive above and beyond just um, scrambling through like we are right now. <laughs> 
unfortunately, the grant opportunities are getting much simpler um, than forms and things. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. A lot of the forms I'm seeing are going more towards realizing that we just need money to keep the phone bill going and um, things um, so that um, we can do the programs and do the quality things that we need to do. Um, and so that's been good. That there's been a lot more operating support, which is good to see. Um, and so there, with this being a short session, um, we're not really changing our asks this year much, but mostly just to kind of keep going and to keep supporting the organizations. Um, there's a lot of requests uh, for both um, the arts, State Arts Commission as well as for um, humanities and things on the technology side, because um, all of that is changing so fast and it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and preservation, things like preserving our public art collection, which I know there's quite a few pieces throughout Bellingham, Whatcom County, um, the State Arts Collection. People don't really realize that, that um, things up at Western, there's a number of pieces up at Western um, and um, throughout the county that are owned by the state. And so to keep those preserved and taken care of. Yeah, that's really good to hear. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, it's just that simple operating dollars are the ones that are needed the most, but are the are the hardest to, to get. Um, because it's hard to explain that to the legislatures when they ask, well, what did I get for my money? Well, you, you got us to keep our lights on and our phone bill. <laughs> you know? It's not very glamorous, but not, it's misleading. No, not very glamorous at all. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, the, you know, partnership dollars and um, uh, sponsorship dollars and things like that can go are easier that tend to go more towards the programs and the specific things. Um, and so we're very grateful for the, the operating funding as well. With that, uh, listeners, we'll need to take a short break, but we will be right back. Now you can mow, dig, grade, haul, and more with the perfect solution for your property, a Branson tractor. Save your back and your wallet with one of our compact but powerful tractors here at Farmers Equipment Company. Stop by and choose from our full line of Bransons to take on your toughest tasks. With tractors from 19 to 55 horsepower, we have a Branson compact or utility tractor that is perfect for you. Want to use a rotary cutter to tame that tall brush on your property? You can do that. What about snagging a scoop from that pile of gravel to maintain your driveway free of potholes? You can do that too. Branson's six-year warranty along with our factory trained technicians will make sure your new tractor is always running great. Get the tractor you want and the peace of mind you need at Farmers Equipment Company. To learn more, visit us online at FarmersEquip.com or stop by our locations in Linden or Burlington today. Farmers Equipment Company, serving the Pacific Northwest for over 86 years. Need a job? Full-time, part-time, and seasonal jobs available now at HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is your hyper-local job board. It's free and easy to use. You can even upload your resume and let business owners find you. HireMeWa.com, the go-to job board for Northwest Washington. Powered by this Cascade Radio Group. Group station and by Elements Hospitality in Linden. Elements Hospitality is seeking high-level, experienced project managers skilled in managing large-scale commercial construction or renovation projects. For details, head to HireMeWa.com today. Get informed and inspired with Saturday Morning Live on KGMI. Join a group of knowledgeable hosts as they present a variety of guests and viewpoints on issues important to our area and to you and your family. Sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal, each Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, streaming live at mybellinghamnow.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the Welcome Report of Bellingham Regional Chamber Program in partnership with KJMI. I've been your host this morning, Gina Stark, with the Port of Bellingham, and I've been spending my morning with Kelly Hart, who is the Executive Director of Allied Arts, Walker County, and um, we have been just talking about really the great importance of uh, the arts community to our creative economy, to our community, and um, we were just talking really about the importance of investment, and while the state legislature has invested in arts. It's it's still lagging a little bit. What is that a correct way of saying it, Kelly? 
It's yeah. not quite yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Needs to be. I'm trying to be PC, which sometimes is not always easy for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, with Allied Arts, we um, use the term arts very broadly and work in a lot of different disciplines and things. And one of the examples that I thought of as you were saying that is um, uh, we work with um, Washington Film, which is our film association. And um, similar to tourism, we do not have a department of film, which most states do, um, that's a government department department it's it's a separate nonprofit because the funding had been cut at one point and, um that this is what they were able to do and same thing has happened with our tourism for the state um but with um, washington film we have a great um, example right now going on in that um we have very little funding as incentives for um, film producers and things to come to washington state to film um here locally um and Thus, they end up up in Vancouver. They end up in neighboring states um, because they're looking for those tax incentives and um, kudos to to incentives to be able to come and film. And the one uh, most prevalent right now is Boys in the Boat, which um, yes. takes place here in Washington State down at um, University of Washington. Most of it takes place there. Um, and from what I understand, only a couple of days were actually filmed on University yeah. of Washington's campus. And... Um, you know, they did do the boathouse and some of the boats and things, um, but most of the rest of it, and there was a couple of days out on the peninsula, but the rest of it was all up in Vancouver because it was right. a better deal for them to do it up there. And um, my mom just told me that this morning that she and my stepdad went and saw it this weekend and that my stepdad was yelling at the screen the whole time that that was <laughs> not the slope. It's like, where are the houses? Where are the Right, right, exactly, exactly. So this is why we need to fund fund the film in Washington State, so my dad's not yelling in the in the movies. <laughs> That's right there. That is the story that you take to the hill when you go next week. That is you the really don't want to sit next to this guy in the movie. <laughs> you don't want my dad to yell at the screen while you're sitting next to him trying to watch this movie. You need to invest. <laughs> That's right. But really, especially where, you know, they were writing about a local situation and everything, that to be able to film it here would have been so much more appropriate. And um, actually, to give credit to the legislature, they we brought that, the advocates brought that to them um, actually two years ago now. And Washington Film has gotten a significant amount more um, of funding and they're doing some great new programs to try to to attract new um, producers to come up here as well as to promote our local um, producers and directors and things because we've got so many here especially in Watkins County we've got a huge um, group of different film related folks uh, but um, you know we there's definitely room for more the our neighboring states Utah and um, things are making are bringing or funding quite a bit more to entice people to come there yeah. And this has been actually a long time fight, actually. You know, I remember when I worked for the legislature and this was, you know, almost 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, we were fighting, um, trying to pass legislation to encourage filmmakers to come here. And in fact, one of the locations was uh, Sandpoint Way in Seattle. Um, and so here we are still Fight, fighting the good fight, you know, um, because it was the same thing. They were going to, you know, Vancouver, which is the more prevalent place um, that they were going instead of instead of Seattle. So it's time to move that needle, I tell you. <laughs> right. Right. Well, see, um, like the cultural tourists, the people that come and do go to the museums and go to the theater and do the different things, culturally based type activities, they tend to spend more money in the community than and stay longer than um, tourists that are just kind of passing through that don't engage in, in the community. Um, but our film, um, the film crews that come into town um, spend even more money because they're staying in the hotels longer. Um, they're you know eating at the restaurants for a longer period of time and yet, and you know, spending money here and then they leave, which is wonderful. <laughs> we like it. Some of them, they can. Some of them can stay, but some of them can stay. But most of them just put a lot of pressure uh, on yeah. the infrastructure of our community, our schools, and things like that. Uh, but that they're also helping to promote the community, as far as you know, the fact that it was filmed here and people can 
um, see what our community looks like and that sort of thing that um, yeah. promoting the community in that direction too. Right. So yeah, we, um, but they're both really good ways of um, getting funding into your community is with, with lower pressure on your infrastructure. So, um, so Kelly, we've got a few a few minutes left. So, um, you have a cultural arts facility survey that you're that you're working on. Can you tell our listeners about it? Because this is going to be an opportunity, in a way, for our community to actually call to action and get engaged. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be sending this out um, probably in the next month or so. Um, over the years, there has been talk numerous times <laughs> about <laughs> some sort of cultural arts facility or facilities um, in our community. I Googled it for Seattle the other day. There are 12 cultural arts centers in just Seattle proper. I was amazed. Wow. And they have, some of them have different uh, focuses, um, like the Hispanic Latinx community, that sort of thing. Others are more um, um, divert, have more multi cultural type things going on, um, but that we needed some sort of hub, hub where people could come to um, explore arts and culture and things. And um, so there's been versions of that in the works over the years around here. And for various reasons, it's um, not quite gone through completely to fruition. Um, yeah, and so we're um, starting again to do another survey, I think now with our increase in population and um, and diversification of our community as well, um, that it's a good timing to be addressing it again. Um, there's a lot of other organizations that are looking for spaces, be it larger ones or just different ones because their programs have shifted as well. And so we're going to start a survey that is surveying both um, surveying patrons, people that are attending things. What kind of classes would you want to attend? What kind of programs would you, what performances would you want to listen to? What What's important to you as far as various different cultural backgrounds and um, um, ADA compliancy, that sort of thing that um, you and I were just talking about that one. Yeah. <laughs> sure. uh, the types of things. What are the needs for you? And, you know, you know, do you have children or grandparents or parents that are wanting to attend things? So what kind of age groups are we looking at? What um, what kind of times would you want to go to things? You know, if you work nine to five during the week you know, you're looking for weekend things or versus other people, um, senior citizens might not be. And mm -hmm. so we'll be um, interviewing patrons on that sort of thing, but then also the artisans and performers as far as what would they want to do? What do they like? What do they see as needed? What kinds of things are they doing that we don't have space for? Like for instance, um, uh, installation art type things and things that there's fewer places for that sort of thing. So do we need more of that kind of thing? Um, glass blowing, that, you know, all kinds <laughs> of different things come to yeah. mind. Um, and, um, <laughs> Uh, and then um, also interviewing the organizations and where are they going? What are they looking for? Um, as well as also looking into the real estate. So we'll be calling you on that one, too. Um, as far as what's available out there, um, what do they see in the future, near future coming available that might be a collaborative space? And so, for instance, there's um, a facility that has rooms that would I'm not going to mention where it is, but uh, that has rooms that would be great for classes and for education, but not so great for retail type situations or gallery type exhibit type things. And so um, looking at the different organizations and who might work well in that facility um, together, because uh, big facility, uh, that kind of thing. Or, you know, should we build, you know, is there enough need? Should we build something from scratch? And if so, where should that be? That sort of thing. So it's a pretty exciting project. And um, you know, trying to help out a number of different organizations as we go about doing this and also serving our artists and things. So that's what we're ultimately all trying to do, do is serve the needs of the community, be it the artists or the patrons and things and having the best opportunities for them possible. That is great. That is awesome. I can't believe our time has come to an end. Wow. There's, so many, there's so many more things I want to, I wanted to get to, but um, that would just that just means I'm gonna have to ask you to come back. So um, <laughs> thank you, Kelly, so much um, for for what you do, and we're gonna take our very last break, and we will be right back. 
Mark Patrick Seminars is coming to Bellingham Friday, February 23rd for one day only. Here we talk about how hypnosis works to help people lose weight or stop smoking. We all have an image of ourselves, and that image, if we have an image of a non-smoker, we attract non-smoker behaviors and beliefs. So we have an image of a smoker, we attract the habits of a smoker. If we have the image of a person who is overweight, we live up to those expectations. So one of the things we focus on with our programs is this, is we work on, at the subconscious level, the image or snapshot of yourself. If you have a healthy image, you attract healthy habits. We work on, under hypnosis, taking the pleasure association out for smokers that they have towards smoking, putting back in what they already know consciously, that it's a filthy, disgusting habit that they never wish they start in the first place that's killing them dead. And we get them out of these sessions feeling good about themselves and guess what? They want to do these things instead of feel like they have to do them. Don't miss Mark Patrick's seminars Friday, February 23rd at the Holiday Inn and Suite Spellingham. For more information, go to markpatrickseminars.com. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. This fall, the Wadka Museum's Family Interactive Gallery, or FIG, has launched Low Sensory Sundays for kids ages 12 and younger with sensory processing and autism spectrum needs. One Sunday every other month, the Lightcatcher Building on Flora Street will open early at 10 a.m. to offer a dedicated time reserved for kids and their families who require a quieter environment to focus, explore, and make art. During Low Sensory Sundays, lights and sounds are turned low, and tools such as gloves, activity cue cards, timers, and headphones are provided. These tools are also available every day at the front desk at both of the museum's buildings for people to use anytime. The Upside is brought to you by Arby Wick and Bellingham Coin Shop. Stop by today for a free coin or antique evaluation. 1806 Cornwall, one block south of Bellingham High School or at bellinghamcoinshop.com. If you have good news to report, email it to us at theupside at cascaderadiogroup.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the Welcome Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber program in partnership with KGMI. And I've had the honor and pleasure to be your host, Gina Stark with the Port of Bellingham. And our guest was Kelly Hart, who is uh, Director of Allied Art of Whatcom County. And again, Kelly, thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate you so much for taking the time. And oh, uh, thank-, thank you. You're so welcome. And for all the uh, information that we've talked about today, be sure to go on the Allied Arts of Whatcom County's website where you can get everything, all the information of these great events. And listeners, I just hope that out of today that you just really realize the importance of arts, not only to our community, but to our economy, to our history, and that you just appreciate in all forms that it is and that you don't take it for granted. Learn from it, explore it, revel in it, celebrate it, and enjoy every bit of it, no matter what form it is. And the next time you meet an artist, just walk up to him or her or whomever and just say, thank you. Until next time, stay healthy and stay happy.